Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Join Tyler and his team as they unlock the secrets to achieving financial independence through wealth building strategies inspired by Robert Kiyosaki and other thought provoking leaders. Learn to build leveraged streams of cash flow that land in your pocket and improve your quality of life. Gain access to cutting-edge ideas that will increase your productivity and streamline your success. Find out how to supercharge your retirement plan so you won't have to retire with a pay cut. You can escape the rat race. Are you ready? It's time to Learn to Earn with Tyler Sheff. Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. This is Tyler Chef, and I am your host. We are back for another episode. This week, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you the opportunity to press pause here in, this, in a few seconds because I'm not going to be my usual giddy self. There's going to be some swear words in this episode. Those of you special snowflakes, if you're a little gentle in, in the, in the uh, intestinal fortitude, if you're not willing to hear reality, the truth, facts, not fiction. There'll be no smoke being blown up anybody's skirt on this episode. So I'm going to give you a few seconds to go ahead and hit pause. Now, I will say this. If you don't push push pause and you listen to this episode, you can't send me any nasty emails telling me that you're all offended and, and oh, poor you, and I should give you $50 million because, you know, you're a victim. Because I have given you plenty of disclaimer, plenty of warning. According to my timer, I've given you a full minute to get an opportunity to press pause. So here we go. That means you're in for the ride. Here we go. So today's episode, I'm going to call bullshit. That's right. Bullshit. We're going to talk about the bullshit that we as investors keep telling ourselves or potential investors or hell for that matter, Americans. Well, so I'm going to call, I'm not going to probably title this episode bullshit when you see it on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you watch or listen to the show. But I, this episode, we're going to talk about the bullshit, the bullshit that, you, that we all keep telling ourselves. You see, as Americans, well, heck, as humans, we tend to live a lot of lies. We spend more time lying to ourselves than we do anybody else. And the reality of it is, if we continue to lie to ourselves, we're going to fail miserably. It's going to be a very painful kind of failure. It's going to be that kind of failure where you're standing at McDonald's asking if, if you want fries, if, if somebody wants fries with that, with their order, because you were too stubborn to get out of your own way to take action to get financially free. It's the kind of bullshit that makes you wind up spending your, your golden retirement years at Walmart, waving your hand back and forth going, hi, welcome to Walmart. Can I help you? Yes. I said that out loud. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be disrespectful to those that are Walmart, and I'm sure that Bill and, 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 and Betty are there because they're bored. I'm sure that's the reason, because they've already traveled the world and seen and done everything, and that's why they go to the local Walmart, put a strap on the little blue vest, and do that job at 60, 70 years old. Let's be real. That's not the reason. The reason why they're there, the reason why they're still punching a clock at 60, 70 years old is because they succumb to believing their own bullshit. Allow me to explain. We'll begin with, my job will support me until I figure something else out. You know, every Monday morning, I do a little thing called Monday Morning Motivation, 
with a group of which I'm a mentor. It's an online group. It's primarily millennials. It's got people of all age groups, but it's a paid type gig. And, and they hired me to go in there and coach these people. And this originated from what I did this morning, talking to these people. I like to go and I give about an hour long speech. But I'm going to knock it down to about a half hour for the purpose of this podcast, because I think you all need to hear it. I think it's time to demystify and, and cut the bullshit. Let's get right to the point. So my job will support me until I figure something else out. That's bullshit. Why is that bullshit? Because you could lose your job tomorrow. I don't care if you work for the government, if you're a government contractor, if you're an attorney, a doctor, whatever. Doctors can have malpractice. Attorneys can get caught in scandals. Nobody is bulletproof when it comes to depending on a job. Okay, So you can't depend on a job to be financially free. It won't happen. My spouse will support me. Well, gentlemen, if, it's, if your guy listening to me say this, and you're thinking this to yourselves, my spouse will support me. Well, number one, shame on you. Be a man, go out and support yourself and your family. That's what we're supposed to do. Ladies, if you think your husband's going to support you, well, understand that he's probably busy getting in touch with his inner self, and that it's highly likely that he won't take the time to take the steps necessary to do everything that's necessary to get the entire family free. Sorry, guys, that's just the reality of things. How about my parents will support me? Those of you millennials that are still home on your mom's couch being an internet badass sitting in the basement in your boxer shorts, I'm talking to you. Your parents aren't going to be able to support you forever. It's time to get out of mom's house, right? Mom needs to go have some fun herself. So get out of mom's house. I don't care if you're paying rent. Get out of her house. Go live your life, okay? Quit kidding yourself that you're helping out your parents. You're not helping out your parents. And your parents shouldn't be helping you if you're over 18 at the end of the day. Really, you shouldn't. Parents, if you're enabling your children by letting them live at home when they're 30, that's a problem. Let's talk about another line of bullshit. How about Social Security? Social Security will take care of me. Social Security is not going to take care of anybody unless you're already getting it. If you're already receiving Social Security, there is a snowball's chance in hell that you may actually die before Social Security runs out. Maybe. There's a little bit of a chance. But if you're any older, if you're any younger than retirement age currently today, so if you're 60, forget it. You're never going to see Social Security. There's no way. The government's going to spend it before you get a chance. Here's one of my favorite ones. I can live off my student loans for a couple years until I figure out what I'm going to do. Your student loans were meant to give tuition to colleges. Here's another thing. Colleges, the lie behind college. Tell me why a professor is a regarded position in today's society. We take our financial advice from people that make 40 grand a year. I take my financial advice from millionaires, multi, multi-millionaires. I don't take my financial advice from poor people. That doesn't make much sense. Think of the logic in that. Go spend $100,000 to get advice on finances from poor people. Why are we doing this, America? Why are we doing this? I'm, I'm not political. You all know that. But ask yourself those questions. How about I will pay this credit card back later, but right now, I absolutely, definitely need, beyond the shadow of a doubt, this computer, television, phone, vacation, seminar, class, wave runner, four-wheeler, motorcycle, firearm, drone, video game, sporting event tickets, concert tickets, furniture, whatever you can come up with. You've got to have it now. You can't wait. You're not willing to do the extra effort to go buy a cash-flowing asset that'll pay for it for you. You're not willing to take some action to create a stream of income that will give you anything you want. There's a reason why I'm still alive talking to you today as a married man. 
There's a reason why Jill hasn't had me draw, taken out back and shot like a rabid dog. Because I love my doodads. I've got a jet ski. I've, most of the things on that list I have, I lost track of how many Mac computers I have. Televisions? Yeah, I don't even watch television. And I have a 60-inch big screen in my office that I've turned on like three times, right? I have an iPhone X. I vacation as much as I possibly can. I've invented new ways to vacation. And I go to seminars. I just came back from uh, Funnel Hackers Live, life-changing event. I've got a Wave Runner. I'm going to have a four-wheeler. My mom won't let me ride a motorcycle because last time I fell down and broke my leg. That's a whole other story for a different podcast. But bottom line is I have the cash-flowing assets to be able to buy whatever the hell I want. Why do I put it on Facebook? Is it to brag? Yeah, kind of, because I wanted you guys to see that if you just simply buy cash-flowing assets, you can buy all the toys that I have and have all the time in the world you want to play with them. You see, you're listening to this podcast probably on your way to work or you're at the gym getting ready to go to work. So you have to go home, take a shower, rush, get in traffic, deal with all that drama, run up the stairs. Somebody tells you when to go eat your lunch and when you can go home. And then they drive you crazy and bother you after hours and all that crap. I don't have to do that because I bought cash flowing assets. Okay. No bullshit. I bought cash flowing assets. Maybe you're telling yourself the lie that a TV is not a doodad because spending your Sunday watching football relaxes you after a long 40 hour week. I, there is so much bullshit in that sentence alone. You need like three shovels and a pair of boots to get through it. I got to tell you. My favorite one, I deserve time off because I do my 40 hours at my job. Now, I'm not going to sit there and be a, a proponent of working 100 hours a week. But I will be a proponent of working smart. I'm a, fa- a, a believer in the four-hour work week. It's about being hyper-efficient. Hand to God, I could be a lot more efficient. Okay? I am not an expert at efficiency, that I can tell you. But I am an expert at managing people that are experts at efficiency. You see, I manage the managers. I don't have to be the smartest, most efficient guy in the room or girl for that matter. I don't have to know how to do any of this stuff. All I need to know is how to manage those people. And that's why I have people on my team, my Alicia, my Lindsay, my Beths, my Marks, all the people on my team that help keep me between the lines because I could tell you without them, I, I would be all over the place. Cashflow Guys podcast, I'd probably be talking to myself. I'd probably hit to, forget to hit record which made me actually look to see if I hit record in this episode. The bottom line is we're believing too much bullshit, so let's skip the bullshit. I will start, here's my favorite real estate ones, I will start making offers as soon as I find a good deal. Here's the deal. You are never, ever, 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 ever going to find a good deal. You're not. You have to go out and create one. You're not going to find a good deal in the MLS. You're not going to find a good deal on Zillow. You're not going to find a good deal on Craigslist. You're not going to find a good deal advertised as a for sale by owner. You want to know why? Because people don't advertise good deals. People close on good deals. So there is nothing ever under the planet that will ever be advertised as a good deal. You have to go in there and make it a good deal. If it's advertised as a quote unquote good deal, I assure you there are more layers under that onion that you have yet to unpeel. Okay. Another line of bullshit that the, no bank will give me a loan. That's ridiculous. Here's the, here's the reason. You know, people say, well, I've got terrible credit. Any idiot can fix their own credit on using YouTube videos in about a year, maybe two. And if you're smart, you're going to hire a credit repair company to do it for you. 
I'm partnered up with a company called National Credit Federation. This is not a commercial for them, but it is reality. You pay them money, they will do the job for you. Credit repair is a scam. Okay, if you think credit repair is a scam, then get off your lazy butt and fix your own credit because here's the deal. If you've got bad credit in today's society, today's society of there's probably a $39 course somewhere that will actually give you all the details you need to be able to fix your credit because I assure you it's not a magical thing that happens. You simply write some letters. You understand the law. The law is not that thick. You write a lot of letters and you stay on top of the details. Well, that's you probably have shitty credit in the first place because you're not a details person, right? I know. I've been there. I've had bad credit. Now my credit score, I think, this week is like an 800 and something. Next week, it'll probably be a 600. A week after that, it'll be a 750. See, I don't care what my credit score is realistically. I do pay my bills. I've got great credit from that regard, but the credit scoring model is flawed to begin with. So that said, any idiot can manipulate this setup. So go be that idiot. Manipulate it, get your score up, and press the banks, and get a loan if you want to get a loan from the bank. When it comes to your closing costs, negotiate the closing costs. Understand that mortgage brokers and bankers are getting rich off of you. So as long as you know that, go in and negotiate with them. Roll up your sleeves, get her done. Find somebody that's on commission and negotiate with them. It's that simple. So I don't want to hear no bank will give you a loan. If Bank of America says no, go to Wells Fargo. If Wells Fargo says no, go to Bank of North Dakota or wherever you live. There is a bank out there that will give you a loan if you're willing to do the work. Yes, they want you to dump, jump through a million hoops. Yes, they want to make sure that you're not going to run on, run, leave town and never pay them. Yes, they're going to take extraordinary steps to make sure that your file can be sold one minute after you apply ink to paper and sign that mortgage. That's what they're doing. They want to make sure it's marketable. You can't blame them. Banks are in the business of loaning money. That is how banks make their money. They're not making money off of the $10 a month maintenance fee they charge your account, I assure you. They make some money, but not nearly as much as they do creating notes, mortgages, and then selling them, okay? So go put yourself in a position to meet minimum underwriting criteria. In today's marketplace, anybody that can fog a mirror can get a mortgage. It ain't hard. It's really easy. I mean, I am self-employed, and I'm a real estate investor. I'm the last guy on the planet, even with good credit, that you would think would be able to get a mortgage. And I got banks standing in line to loan me money, okay? I just did a refinance. 300 and some odd thousand dollars. It's not rocket science, folks. Another line of bullshit. Sellers only want cash. Sellers only want cash. I'm going to put it in the words of Larry Harbolt. Larry Harbolt says, sellers not don't want cash. They want what cash will do for them. Okay? Sellers don't want the cash. If you stood there with a, a wad of money, and Larry, Larry says it like this. Larry says, if you took the, the cash and put it in, welded it in a steel box and put it on their kitchen table, would that satisfy them? No, they want access to the actual physical cash because they want to go do something with it. So your job as an investor is to figure out what it is they plan to do with it, okay? Go figure out what it is they want to do with it and then provide that same situation or similar situation for them. It's just that simple. Nobody will invest in my deal because I'm a newbie or because I have bad credit or I don't have my own money in the deal. That's also a bunch of garbage. You cannot predict the future of people you've yet to meet. That's like saying that girl will never, ever go out with me or no girl will ever go out with me or no guy will ever ask me to the dance. And miraculously, you're at the dance wearing the glass slipper. So that means to tell you that, guess what? You guessed wrong. How about that? You guessed wrong. Somebody did ask you to dance. How about that? 
Same thing with investing in real estate. Somebody will invest in your deal, provided you actually go out and create one. But you can't stand on the sidelines. You can't be locked in the men's room wondering why no girl will dance with you. You actually have to get out of the stall, close the door, make sure your zipper's up, go out on the dance floor, and be available. That's the only way you're going to get on the dance floor and dance. So roll up your sleeves, get out there, put on your big girl panties, and get out there and do the work, gentlemen. Ladies, come on, let's get out there and make some offers. Let's talk to some people, solve some problems. This is how real estate's done. People in my mastermind right now are learning this. We just wrapped up module 10 of the mastermind, the closing process. I'm proud to say i uh, got some students that, are, that have got their name on a deed now. That's cool. One dude took down 31 units. That's outstanding. Full disclosure, he started that process before the mastermind, but we sure helped refine him through the process. I'm not one of those gurus going to blow smoke up your, up, up your skirt, but that's the reality of it. The guy did the work. He's getting financially free. I've got some other guys that are going under contract out of mobile home parks. Good stuff happening. People are raising capital. That's all outstanding. Okay. Going to open up the new Mailbox Money Mastermind. It, we're going to start taking uh, opening for opening sales here this week. To find more information about that, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM. Cashflowguys.com forward slash MMM. We'll get you over to the page. We're going to have some webinars and things like that. I digress. Sellers won't take me or my offer seriously. How do you know that? Do you have a crystal ball? Are you, You're completely guessing. You see, you're believing your own bullshit. Right back to the, the number one. You're believing your own bullshit. So stop saying that. If you're convinced that nobody will take you seriously, then you're right. Nobody will take you seriously. You've already failed. Just try to figure out what you're going to do for the rest of your life that doesn't cost Uncle Tyler money because I'm not going to support you. Okay? I can't figure out how to get a good deal. Here's a, one of my favorite classic lines of bullshit. I know people that have invested a hundred, one guy told me, 150 grand. He's invested in real estate education and old boy still cannot figure out how to get a good deal. So my question to him is, how many offers have you written? Answer is zero. How much of the courses that you've paid for percentage-wise have you actually taken? Well, I sat through all the classes. Did you open the books? Did you do the worksheets? Did you do anything towards getting the answers you seek? Or were you just looking for the easy button? Okay. The easy button doesn't exist in real estate. You actually have to go out and make some offers. And you know what? The first 100 offers you make will probably get turned down. If you've done them right, if you've done them right, they're going to get turned down or people are going to be a little bit surprised with those offers. But that's okay because that begins an invitation for a conversation, right? Invitation for a conversation. Another favorite one. This is, a, this is awesome. I lost it all when the stock or when the housing market crashed. Really? How did you do that? How exactly did you lose everything when the housing market crashed? I don't think it really had anything to do with the housing market crash. I think it's, it comes down to you pissed away all your money. Because here's the thing. When the ship, you don't sell in a declining market. We all know the housing market's probably going to correct itself at some point in the near future, right? And by near future, I say less than two, two years. But if you're a buy and hold investor, that should have little to no impact on you at all. If you're a multifamily investor, it'll probably be a good thing for you. It'll probably raise rents artificially for a while. Because there'll be a shortage of places to live because people will be moving out of their houses. Ooh, that's kind of sexy, isn't it? You'll be able to get more rent. And for those listening, multifamily owners, what happens when our rents go up? 
when our rents go up, boys and girls, our, our property values go up. And when our property values goes up, our equity goes up. And then we can leverage tax-free paydays. Okay? We talk a lot about that in, in the mastermind. So you, you're not going to lose money if the market crashes as long as you're not speculating. You buy with good long-term debt. Okay? Don't be taking unnecessary risk. Don't be thinking in five-year chunks. Think down the road. What makes more sense? To have six, seven, eight, nine, ten percent coming in every year, forever, uninterrupted, compounding, or would you rather risk and try to get fifteen or eighteen percent and then lose your tail in six months? Not to mention the tax obligations of that. Okay, think about that. If you play smart and you play the long game, you're not going to lose in real estate. If you play the short game and speculate, I can almost guarantee you're going to lose. So simply don't do that. Okay, don't bullshit yourself to think you're smarter than the market because you're not. The smart the market will educate you every single time. Ask me how I know this. I will lose money as a landlord. I love this one. How do you lose money as a landlord? I don't understand that. You make your money when you buy. So when you buy a property, you buy a property figuring all of the expenses. I know some of you cool cats are like, no, dude. I don't have to worry about a vacancy loss because tenants never move. And the other owner said that the property, nobody ever moves out of their properties. Well, <laughs> along with the title of this episode, that is a lot of bullshit. People move all the time. People don't pay their rent. Things break. That's called reality. You should be allowing 10% for, for maintenance. You should be allowing 10 to 25%, depending on the market, for vacancy. And you're thinking, well... I can't do that, Tyler. That would be terrible. Yeah, it would be just awesome if that didn't happen and you had that extra money. Vacancy loss on one of my properties put my wife and I in Belize for a week this summer. You know, I'm okay with that not happening and I get to take my wife to Belize every summer. That's not too shabby. Okay? Gee, where are we going next year, honey? We've got more buildings than we did last year. So maybe this year we'll go to Europe with our vacancy loss. How about that? Guess I'll have to batch the podcast for a couple of weeks now, won't I? So, ladies and gentlemen, if you do the math, like Robert and Russ talk about, if you do the math, the math will tell you what to do. If you do the math properly, you can't lose money as a landlord as long as you plan for the oopsies. You buy it right, good long term debt, build up a reserve account. You should, frankly, start with a reserve account. That's a mistake I've made in the past. Get a good reserve account going, maintain it. And ride that puppy and cash those checks for the rest of your life. There's another good line of bullshit. I will wholesale and flip houses until I've saved enough money to buy a rental property. Well, let me ask you this. If that were true, then why don't you have a savings account now? If you think that you're going to save money, why, don't you, why haven't you already saved money? Why don't you have six months or years expenses saved up? Well, it's because you're not financially responsible. Or you're not financially intelligent. So being a wholesaler or a house flipper isn't going to make things any easier. Because I'm here to tell you, people that are not financially intelligent usually don't perform well when they have a pile of cash. The pile of cash winds up at the local rent center or the pawn shop or wherever at some point down the road. Don't be that guy or girl. Be smart with your money. If I can just, here's my another good one. If I can just find the money to do deals, I won't really need to learn anything else. I have a friend, God love her, Amanda. 
she does a great job with no formal education in real estate. She's taken no seminars, no boot camps, no classes, no nothing. She simply applied common sense, and she's done quite well for herself. She is bar none the only investor I've ever met in 18 years in the business that I could say that for. She is an anomaly. She just happens to be super intelligent and super motivated. She's one of the best people I know. So for her, fine. But everybody else, you're going to need to learn and get a little bit of education. You need to at least get the basics, okay? No, you don't have to spend $150,000 on a boot camp, but at least read some books. I recommend the Rich Dad, Poor Dad series. I will say this one more time, the book series. Rich Dad, Poor Dad book series. I do not recommend the Rich Dad, Poor Dad $100,000 boot camp. That's ridiculous. Go spend $100,000 on a rental property. But read the books, the ABCs of real estate investing. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash books. I've got a book list there. Make sure you read all of them. Everything you need is in those books. Everything you need. Heck, everything you need is in this podcast. If you go back to episode one and listen to them all, the reason why people pay tons of money for real estate education is because it's supposed to shorten the time frame, right? Here's the thing that people miss out. I can teach you how to write contracts till you're blue in the face. It's not going to make you a better investor if you don't have the right mindset. That's why a lot of what I teach is based around mindset. You get your head right, everything else will fall into place. Another one, I can use credit cards or any or other unsecured credit lines to pay for real estate now, and I will figure out how to refinance and pay that debt off later. I hear this way too often, ladies and gentlemen. Don't get wrapped up in unsecured credit card debt. Okay, these companies, if you book with these companies, they'll go out and get you $100,000 worth of credit card lines. But they're going to charge you ten grand to do it, 10%. is usually what they get. Some of them are 20%. Now, Real estate, I, I strongly discourage you because here's the deal. You've got to pay that off in 12 to 24 months. That's the only time it's interest-free. They know that statistically you're going to fail at that one task, and then it's over with for you. So don't fall for it. Okay? Don't fall for it. Don't use credit irresponsibly. That's how you wound up with bad credit in the first place. So don't be that person. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. So think. Be smart. Use your brain, not your emotion, to make decisions. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody's going to take care of you if you don't find a way to leverage what you have between your ears to generate some passive income. At some point in your life, you are going to be in poverty. That is a fact. I'm sorry, but that is the reality. You will be in poverty. Don't continue to bullshit yourself any longer to think otherwise because that's simply not true, okay? Simply not true. So help me help you get out there and take some action. If you need help, get on my calendar. I'd be happy to talk to you for, to give you a 15-minute, 30-minute consultation. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. Get on my calendar. Let's get you started. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had an amazing week. I hope you have a great week moving forward. If there's anything I can do to help you get closer to your financial goals, please reach out and let me know. Uh, for those of you that have talked to me before about some of the opportunities we have, we've got a couple more coming in, so make sure you get back on the calendar. Let's talk about that. And for that, I'm going to be signing off this week. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful week. 
This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.